Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at bjshow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. I got it right that time. You know, I tell you what. Nicely done. Racks <laughs> yes. on racks on racks. That's what you have, Brad. Second time's a charm. You know, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta do things over and over again. You know, till you repeat it, till you get it right. Okay. Uh, that's what my girlfriend told me years ago. Anyway, seven twenty-six. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say that, did I? No. Okay. A couple things to talk about. First off. Let me tell you the Jane Duker story, okay? Now, right, yeah. once upon a time, wasn't she like like high muckety muck? Didn't she work for like uh, one of the the? Wasn't she like one of the governor's aides or something like that? She was not only an aide; she was the chief of staff. That's to, right uh, to Governor Bob Holden. Yeah. For okay, so and a very interesting woman, an attorney, and very outgoing and very strong woman. Woman, which you know, sure. who, whom whom I like. She okay? is absolutely. One day, this is probably eight or nine years ago. She was on 97.1 talking about, and they were talking, they were, weren't talking more politics. They were just talking like sort of small talk kind of stuff. And the question came up, is there anything that your parents did that today you'd be embarrassed to tell about? So she proceeds to tell the story that her parents used to own a disco back in the disco days when she was oh, a- Oh, I think I see where this is when, going. When she was a young girl. And... Um, and uh, to the point where, as she described the disco, I thought to myself, oh, my God, I think I know which one she's talking about. And I think I, I, think I worked there at one point in time. So I DM'd her on, on uh, Twitter, and I essentially said, I heard you on 97.1, heard you talking about you know, your parents, you're embarrassed the fact that your parents owned a disco. Was the disco the distillery out in Baldwin? And she replies, yes, it was. I worked for her parents, Pat and Jack, uh, Pat and John, Pat and Jack Eilerman. They, yeah. and there were two couples that owned the disco. Uh, and at the time, the guy and his wife were the mayor, and I can't remember their names. Um, he was the mayor of Baldwin. And Pat and Jack, it was Pat, and Pat was the nicest woman in the world. Pat and Jack were were the were the uh, other couple, and they were Jane Duker's parents. Because when she um, got, you know what I just brought up, by the way, not to interrupt, Brad, but I just brought up a clip. It looks like from the Post Dispatch, nineteen seventy eight, and it's all about the distillery at. It says Kerr's Mill and Clayton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnett was there. Boy, these folks look quite seventies. Yes, I worked they there. They look like they're going to give you some a good deal on some ditch weed. <laughs> ditch weed. Uh, I, I'm telling you, it was it was an interesting. And you know what? And it was a high end disco. I don't know how in the world I got hired there, but I could tell you some. <laughs> I could tell you some stories. As a matter of fact, it was in the Barnett Lucerne, which I think is still there. And for a while, it was actually. The temporary campus of, of I believe, of uh, St. Louis Community College is their West Camp County campus or something like that. But 
on one side of the barn at Lucerne, we were upstairs like in the hayloft kind of place. Uh, that was the disco, the distillery. And across the way, there was this very fancy restaurant called Sam Wilson's Meat Market. And um, oh, I bet it was. Yes. Well, and, and boy, that was those were the days. Anyway. OK, so Jane Duker now officially she's like what like the legal representative for the st louis city and st louis county police is that what she does i think she's officially a, a lobbyist i believe she yeah, i believe she lobbies for them too okay she's on yesterday on camo x giving the real numbers about the city of st louis police department yeah and she's disputing what the city is saying she's essentially saying that the numbers that the city are are saying right now and she said as of yesterday they were giving a number which she says is 50 too high and they're right now they're supposed to be at 14,000 or 1400 police officers i think that's their authorized force they're at she says the city says they're at 896 she says she knows for a fact they're at 842 so they're wow. essentially 50 what 54 shorter than what the city yep. actually said and she says at this very moment and the number she gave was 271 police officers who could retire immediately. They could wow. literally walk into their boss's office and say, I'm, I'm out of here. Today. I'm gone. I retired today. No where, mas. Where no do mas. I sign up for my pension? You know, I can't yeah. take no more. So do the math on that. Eight, let's say she's right at 842. It's just subtract 200 from that. Let's say 200 of them, not all eight, 271. You have 600 cops. 600 cops. You'd have half the police force. And then she goes into numbers about the numbers of police that are actually on the street right now of the 842. She says there's only like 400. And yeah, going, I, I believe that. And I'm going, sure. okay, where are the rest of those guys at? You know, I mean, I guess they're doing desk jobs or something like that. And she said, think about it. And see, this is like back in the day when I was police dispatcher. Missouri Highway Patrol, okay? Troop C is, I don't know how many counties, but the Troop C headquarters out there, 40 in Weldon Spring, they used to be uh, right there at 40 in Mason, and they sold that property to, what is it, Barnes? They built their little children's, yep. not little, mm -hmm. it's a big children's clinic there, okay? That is the headquarters for Troop C, which is like, I think, 15 counties. It's St. Louis City, St. Louis County, St. Charles County, Franklin County, Warren County, uh, I think Lincoln County, the whole bit, okay? At times... This is back in the day when I was police dispatcher. At times, in the entire Troop C, there were only two officers on duty. In the entire district. Wow. And, 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 and we're talking, if there was an accident, like let's say, let's say one of the troopers was in, like let's say he was in Lincoln County, he was in Troy, and the other trooper was in, you know, he was way out there on 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 44, uh, let's say in 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 uh, let's say in Union, okay. And if there was an accident on 55, way down in Southern Jefferson County, it would be an hour till they could get there. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like it's like how crazy is that? But I don't know. You know, I mean. Eh, this crazy stuff. Okay. Well, and to be clear, just quickly, so Jane represents the officers themselves and not Tashara Jones' right. selections to lead the police. So I think that's an important distinction. When you hear police, people might all group them into one, but there's a difference between 
who uh, Mayor Tashara Jones would appoint to lead the police, and then the police that are actually on the well, street. Well, is she's she's like their lobbyist, or is she their official uh, legal representative, or what? Do you, do you know? Uh, you know, I don't know what her arrangement is with them. I know that she's she she is remains to this day a lobbyist. Yeah, so right. I'm guessing she's a lobbyist, and probably she does some of their. I mean, clearly she does a lot of their messaging strategy. Right, 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 right. Because she's a social media queen. She's. Yeah. I and mean, I don't mean that disrespect. She's very good at no, it. No, for she's, sure. She's she's you're like the social media king. She's the social media queen. <laughs> Well, what's that's, what's that's interesting is, hey, let's talk about that for a minute. I just totally divergent. If you call a dude a king, it's a compliment. Sometimes if you call a woman a queen, it's disrespect, right? I don't know. I think that among the millennial generation and among Gen Zs, they love to call – They first of all, they call themselves queen. They're very solipsistic. You know, Brad, the world does not exist what was that word again, their John? own ego. What was that word? The word is solipsistic. <laughs> So I want you to picture a young woman on vacation with or without her boyfriend or whoever, and every, every uh, photo opportunity that she goes to, every statue, every monument, if, she's, if there is a beautiful object, her boyfriend will take a picture of the object and say, wow, look at this beautiful statue. And a girl will walk in front of the statue and arch her back and lean forward a little bit and maybe kick her leg up. And, you know, throw her head back and ask the boyfriend, who's an Instagram boyfriend, to take a picture. Because why? The statue's not enough. The world, if for someone who's solipsistic, the world does not exist outside of their own ego and outside of they are the focus. The world revolves around them. For those of you who want to lodge the complaint, that is John Combest. It is John Combest. <laughs> There's a great meme of this, Brad, and it just shows, it shows an object. And it shows a man taking a picture of the object, and then it shows a girl taking a picture of herself in front of the object. I, it's solipsism well, but see, every day. And I, by the way, there is certainly – I'm sure there's a defective set of men who are also solipsistic. Uh, well, you're, you're painting things with a broad brush. I mean, I sure am, yeah. Well, and, 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 and we have stereotypes for a reason, don't we, Brad? Within what you're saying, I believe there's a small minority that may qualify for what you just described. But I think the majority of – of men and women do not consider themselves to be like, you know, I mean, they're sort of like me. They're sort of like a frog. You know what I mean? Fact, I'm, the, I'm the first one to say, and I remind folks of this all the time, Brad, social media is not the real world. So if you're scrolling on Instagram based on your algorithm and you're seeing a bunch of pretty young women posing in front of statues, that, do, that doesn't represent the real men and women that, you know, shop at Walmart every day and just do their job. Matter of fact, just yesterday, someone that I know texted me, and I won't mention the person's name, but I don't know how she found this. She saw this particular radio person, uh, a picture of them, and she had listened to them on the radio quite a bit and had never seen what they look like. And her comment was, do you know? <laughs> and you said he's super short. And I said, yes, I do. And, and her comment was, now I understand why he's on the radio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have a face for radio. Okay, the Mark Reardon story. So now here's what's interesting, okay? Let me get my phone. I'll just, I'll just read this word for word. because, And once again, I will say this. You know, it's one of these things where, you know, if you watch like the Olympics and you see the figure skating and you see the judges and you see what you think is an incredible performance 
and the judges don't give it like the top score. Is it is it ten in in, in Yeah, in, the East German judge is gonna knock him down a tenth of a point for something. Right, 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 right. Because they see things that nobody else sees, okay? Mm-hmm. And once you get into, like, for example, it's like, for, here, here's a funny story, okay? I, I love watching YouTube videos, okay? There's this YouTube video, which is pretty funny, of this guy. He's a young guy who is a certified welding instructor, okay? He does welding for a living, and he's, and he's like, really yeah. good at it. He goes to Six Flags... And he takes pictures of all the welds of the various, like, <laughs> you know, like, like the, you know how when you stand in line, they've got yeah, like the, yeah, like the, the shoddy welding job. Right. He takes pictures of all the welds and he's criticizing all the welds and, and he's showing like, well, look at this, look at this. And what's interesting was of the entire day at Six Flags, the best weld he sees is at a measuring device where it's a piece of stainless steel. It's like it's almost like a square, if you know what a, like a framing square is. Yeah. But it's a long piece of stainless steel with a with a short square piece across the top. And this is the gauge they use to judge height on a roller coaster. If you if you if you are underneath that square, <laughs> yeah. you can't get on the roller coaster. And he shows looks the best, the best thing. Okay. Having said that, I'm a radio guy. I hear things on stations, I hear technical aspects, I hear formatic elements, I hear the way people talk, what they talk about, uh, what they say, how they refer to things. I hear things that people, other people don't hear because of the fact that this is what I do, I've been doing it for a long time, okay? Having said that, I will say Mark Reardon is the best talk radio show host in town, okay? Yeah. Bar none. Now, you and I talked about him uh, because I went on the record as saying I didn't like the fact that he made fun of Mark McCloskey, that he would never interview him because he wasn't a legitimate candidate, yada, 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 yada. And we did a whole segment on him. What was that, like two, three weeks ago? Yeah, and, yeah two or three weeks ago, sure. And I, we complimented the living daylights out of out of Mark Reardon. And uh, I sent him a text because, you know, I, I've got his cell phone number, believe it or not. And I said, hey, we talked about you this morning. And I, I gave him the link to the to the recording. And he replied back, I don't I don't never listen to myself. I, even if it's a compliment, I don't I don't want to pay any attention to it mm, because yeah. of the fact that I just don't want to deal with that. Okay, fine. <laughs> so yesterday, out of the clear blue, matter of fact, I'm at Mick I'm at Mickey D's in the parking lot of Mickey D's eating my lunch, and my phone goes off and it says Ham. Let me see. Here, where, where? I, he sent, he sent me quite a bunch of stuff. Um, yesterday, twelve twenty-six p.m. Okay, I listened today. That's what it said. Okay. Um, to now what? He said that, or you said? Yeah. That? No. All of a sudden, I, my my phone goes off, and it says, it says, okay, I listened today, and I said to what I sent you, or something else. He says, no, today are the latest. I sent you the segment where you talk, we talked about you. He says, oh no, I didn't listen to that one, but you piqued my curiosity today at 11.15 mark. So in other words, you marked that in the, in the recording. Yeah, I had the timestamp, yep. At 11.15 mark when you talked about McCluskey again. By the way, I agree, but let the people decide. But I ain't going to help someone I don't really respect at all. Maybe it's unfair, but he doesn't do it for me. Mary Miller will never invite, uh, be invited to my show. Who's Mary Miller? 
I don't know who that is. I don't know. Maybe is she somebody in Illinois? Maybe I don't know. He says I can barely stand Jay Ashcroft, but only because he's so boring. Okay, so Mary, Mary Miller. I'm I'm googling her. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a uh, uh, she is a U.S. representative or maybe a state representative. No U.S. representative. I don't follow Illinois politics. In so Illinois? she must be on the other side of the river. Go okay. ahead, Brad. Okay, she's in Illinois then. Yeah, she's a an Illinois member of Congress. So anyway, him and I went back and forth, and he did say. Podcast sounded great, uh, blah 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 blah, and you know, and it was interesting because, and then, and then he goes into some personal stuff, which I won't bring on about on the air here, and he says something about the radio business, which, quite honestly, bothered me. So, um, um, I'm supposed to have lunch with him next week. I've never, I've never met the guy. Now, the interesting story is, there's a group of people, that, and and this once again, this is another thing that bothers me. There was a radio station out in West County called the, y, the the West County YMCA owned this radio station, had a license to it, called KYMC. And there was a whole group of young dudes, I don't think there were any women at the time, young dudes who worked at that radio station when they were in high school. High school and some of them were like in junior college or going to college and stuff like that. And I got the pleasure of, I was invited out to talk to a group of them years ago. At this time, the radio station was in a an old house on Clayton Road. Um, and I got a chance to talk to them. And um, what's interesting was, was quite a few of them have done very well in the radio business. And one of them was Mark Reardon. Who I yeah, had, I remember the story. Who I had no idea was in that group. A guy by the name of Greg Hewitt, a guy by the name of, uh, who was good friends with my brother, who was a, a sportscaster, has done very well for himself, Mark Neely. And the sad part of it is the YMCA sold the radio station to a God Squad operation. And, oh yeah, and uh, don't get me. And not the Church of Brad, which is in, which is which might be filed after, <laughs> you know, after we raise a hundred k. Right. I need to. I need to pay off. By the way, uh, paythisoff.com. Paythisoff.com. Okay, you have to take a break. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Compass book: Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 